0: you You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bull, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon, And
1: my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while
0: debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while we break it all down. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of The Cannabis Hangout. Today, we are going to be discussing strain hunting and how to shop for your cannabis without saying indica or sativa specifically. So, that can be a conversation
1: that's kind of difficult for some people to have because as you learn about cannabis, indica and sativa is kind of like the general Mm -hmm. of what you learn. And if for those of you listening who don't know, indica is going to be, well, I'm going to preface with saying, Each experience affects the body differently, but Indica is going to be more like your after work glass of wine type to kind of wind down people who have a hard time sleeping and they're going to be more leaning towards Indica's. They're going to be heavier
0: on the body. It's a great smoke at night type thing. Mm-hmm. If you're a night smoker only and not really a day or productive smoker, you want to go towards something like that. Yeah. Or if
1: you're in a lot of pain, um, mm-hmm. Indica's normally help that. Now, sativas are going to be more like euphoric, more of your mind thinkers, more of your st- stimulators. Um, so that's just kind of the difference, but it can be kind of hard to figure out what strain is best for you. It's very trial and error. Finding the right strain is a trial and error shopping process. Totally. So... I mean, just something that I like to start with, um, and these are some just questions to ask yourself, is what experience are you looking for when you go into a dispensary? It's nice to have that um, kind of in your mind, and it's okay if you don't know what you're looking for, especially if you're a beginner, but that's a good idea to have in your mind, you know, what pains are you trying to target? What um, feelings are you trying to get rid
0: of? Or How you know, are you trying to medicate personally? Ex- what are your needs?
1: Exactly. Um, so that's a really good base place to start is what experience are you looking for and what are you trying to treat? Mm-hmm. And based on that, um, as you start doing more research and learning more, you find that certain strains with certain terpenes affect certain
0: things. That's definitely one thing that's important to me while shopping is as I, you know, smoke more, and it's not just about indica, certiva, give me the best you got type thing. The chemical profile of the terpenes and the cannabinoids, you know, the way they smell the potency. I think it's important to shop with your nose too, because a lot of the time that is really what kind of guides you, you know, personally, individually, what you're kind of needing too. totally and to add on to that shopping with your nose,
1: I'm a big nose shopper. And there's obviously some experiences where I try things and my nose doesn't like it, but it ends up being great. Mm-hmm. But usually my experiences with my nose are the best. My nose is really good at determining um, if I don't like the smell of something. I know that my highs are not going to be good or just it's going to give me anxiety or just my whole experience is going to be kind of I wouldn't say tainted, but just mm-hmm. not the best versus me, like loving the smell of something. Right. So you
0: sob, you said, um, earlier that, or we, before we even did this podcast, we were trying to come up with questions that you said, like, what would we shop for? What are we going to ask whenever we go in there? I feel like this is a good place to say those things. Cause you're kind of talking about the bud tender experience, like right when you walk in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, a good question to
1: ask, in my opinion, is, well, when I go in there, so I um, medicate for anxiety. And for me, my first question when I walk in there is, you know, what are your two best strains for anxiety mm-hmm. and, um, you know, or whatever health condition you're going in there for. And it's nice to just kind of hone in on what you're there specifically for, because that makes the butt tender's job not easier because it's their job to figure out what, your needs are and what strain is going to best help that. But that way it's not just like they're explaining everything and then Mm -hmm. you're overwhelmed because that's very easy to get overwhelmed in a dispensary, especially if you're a new user. Um, Another great question that I personally like to ask is how is this flower grown? Is it soil grown? Is it hydroponic? um, That's for the advanced user, I would say for sure. Totally. Yeah. But I just, I like my flower to be clean and I like to know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. I like to know, I mean, how, in my opinion, how a grower grows their flower really tells a lot
0: about the passion they put behind it. Mm -hmm. Do they half-ass it, or do they do the full, you know... um, Yeah, how passionate are they about making their plant clean and other people... And
1: so medicinal, Mm -hmm. um, and I can definitely tell... I mean, me personally, I can definitely tell the difference between flower, I feel like that has a little bit of chemicals in it, versus one that I can tell is super clean. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a really big thing for me, and um, I mean... Another good question to ask yourself more than the buttender is like, are you wanting, I mean, are you even wanting to be high? Because some people right. don't necessarily want to
0: be high. Like I know. And I know there's some people like who do have anxiety and they smoke a certain, you know, strain that actually gives them more anxiety, you know, and sometimes that doesn't make sense to us because it's like that's supposed to help us. But um, I think where I was just kind of going with that is back to the strain hunting part that there are so many different strains that can be specific for, you know, your anxiety that don't just don't give up if something gives you anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. keep trying to strain hunt into the kind the what you need. Explore. Yeah, totally. And that
1: just kind of sorry, we're kind of jumping, but that leads me to um, s- strain hunting is best when you do it in less is more. So yes. if you're really wanting to find something specific, um, buying grams, buy multiple versus going and buying an eighth. Right, so an eighth is three and a half grams, um, versus buying an eighth just right off the bat and then not liking it. Mm-hmm. Try multiple different grams, you know, buy three or four grams. That's a then- great
0: way. That's something really awesome to say, Saab, just because I, you know, I find myself always buying eighths of something mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm going to smoke it, you know, no matter what really, but Especially for someone who's trying to figure out like, oh, that the golden goat is one of my favorite strains. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if you don't know, it's so good to just buy a gram of a little bit of everything. And if you like it, you can go back for more. Totally. Especially when your bud tender recommends multiple different
1: things that yes. they think would be good, which segues into no stupid. No question is a stupid question when you are trying to find the stuff. Right. Um, all questions are valid. Um, That's
0: why we're here too. We're totally, all learning together.
1: Totally, and it's such a—it's so important to remember that there's no such thing as a stupid question because everyone's experience with cannabis is so different, mm-hmm. um, and nobody has the same type of experience. Right. Um, so, Bran, what are some of your questions that you wrote down?
0: Okay, so I wrote down three questions that I could just think of off the top of my head. Whenever I go in there, um, I like to know what's a good recommendation for a body high and not just a head high? Because I love to smoke whenever I'm off work. And I want everything to be relaxed from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. I want to chill out after a long day of work. So I want to know that because sometimes I feel like I do smoke and I can only feel it in my head and not really a body high. And I'm really, I like body highs way more, Mm -hmm. I would think. Um, But, and then also I like to know, um, I've been trying to get better about knowing like the terpene profile. Mm -hmm. I know there's some brands that care that like have it on their sticker Mm -hmm. on their product. And I love that when I, I know, see that, when, awesome. when you don't see it, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, okay, like it's fine. It's not there. But the people who have it on there, you're mm-hmm. like, y'all know what you're doing because you know what the people like whenever they want to read the terpene profile. So anyways, that is something it, very impressive. I think if you have a really good puntender who's knowledgeable, mm-hmm. especially about terpenes, cause I know not everybody is. And I mean, I'm still learning myself with the different terpenes, totally. which are super fascinating, but um, just asking about your bud tender, do you know the terpene profile by chance on this? Or they're going to be like, dang, this girl, this <laughs> guy, they kind of really know what they want. They might be a wheat snob and that's okay. But um, so my other question was to, um, just, I like to ask bud tenders, like, what's your favorite? You know, because you know, sob, you Mm. tend, you're behind the counter, you're there all day Mm -hmm. and you're recommending different types of weed. You're smoking different types Mm -hmm. of weed that you have there. So like, really, you're a great experience, you know, a walking testimonial maybe of what you like. And if you're, sometimes I just go into a dispensary Mm open-minded. I don't really know what I want exactly, Mm -hmm. but I want to know what's your favorite and maybe Mm -hmm. why it's your favorite. And I feel like that sometimes just is a good conversation that helps you think about what you're feeling, what moods you're in, because I shop sometimes for a specific mood. Totally. And so it's just nice to go in and talk to a budtender and be like, hey, what's your favorite? Like, what are you smoking right now? What are you loving? That's
1: a really great way to put it, shopping for a mood. You guys remember that. Go in there, shop for moods. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, to add on to that budtender thing, that's why finding a home dispensary
0: is so important because... Water break. Sorry, I saw that Saba was parched and she couldn't find her water bottle, so I'm sharing. Um,
1: Finding that home dispensary is so important. It's hard because not everyone is... And this is just in my opinion, I feel like not everyone in Oklahoma is quite that knowledgeable yet about cannabis and just yes. all the different things. People are just wanting to get in the
0: industry and they kind of wanting feel like- a natural option. Get off, yes. the, the, you know, whatever their painkillers are. That's kind of I mean, that's a great that's a great first step. We're a, medic- we're a medicinal state right now. Totally. So
1: finding a good home dispensary is so important. Finding that, you know, that bud tender that you love, that really educates you, that takes the time. Um, I mean, just to help you be knowledgeable and understand your needs is super important. Um, and when you find that, it's just, I mean, it's a game changer to your whole cannabis in experience because mm-hmm. you know, every time you go in there that whatever you're telling your bud tender, they are listening mm-hmm. and you are being heard and you're in and out within yes. less than five minutes because you trust their suggestion mm-hmm. one 2 you have that connection. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, it's so much easier that way. It it's is. like going to like your favorite grocery store or yeah. your favorite Starbucks, your That's favorite so chick Because
0: buying cannabis can just be also become a hobby, mm-hmm. you know? You're totally. just like, I need a coffee, mm, I need a new strain. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like... Before you know it, you're like, okay, I need to make a budget monthly on what I can spend.
1: It's very dangerous.
0: Anyways, I was going to say something about um, Leafly for being um, a very helpful place for exploring strains. And it's a great recommendation for beginners, not beginners, people who are experienced. And I love Leafly because you can search strain specifically. It'll mm-hmm. tell you the terpenes that are in there. It's going to tell you the negative and positives of what people personally have reviewed him mm-hmm. and what they say. And sometimes you can just, like if you're thinking of like mimosa, you can type mimosa in and you can find the whole terpene profile, the the feelings that it gives you. And I think that's great for people. And I say that because I had a friend message me today on Instagram and she was like, Asking what she should do about the munchies when she smokes because she was like, I smoke at night and I'm about to like gain a lot of weight and sit Mm -hmm. on the couch. I become a potato chip and I'm like, yeah, like a potato chip, a potato couch (laughs) chip, (laughs) whatever that means. But, um, I don't know my advice to her. This goes back to this whole strain hunting topic that find a strain you have to experience because there are certain strains that make you have the munchies that make you want to just go eat your entire pantry. I feel like, and then (laughs) there's, there's certain strains that don't do that. Mm -hmm. And I had told her to hop on Leafly, you mm-hmm. know, because she, well, that's a great source. And she had no idea about Leafly. So she was very happy that she was going to be able <laughs> to download such a helpful app. But. Totally.
1: Yeah. And resources like Leafly and Weed Maps yes. are huge because Weed Maps is great for, you know, dispensary hunting again. And you can rate people, see their
0: menus. Yeah. And
1: really just, um, I mean, you can kind of dive pretty deep into Weed Maps. You can see people's deals. It's super awesome. So yeah, definitely using resources like Leafly and Weed Maps are super important. Yeah, too. don't. Yeah,
0: don't think you you're just limited mm-hmm. to a dispensary and maybe your bud tender not knowing, and that's fine because yeah. they're learning too. But totally. reach out to the, so- the sources and tools that we all have access to totally and it also
1: another really great tip which i have not done this but i wish that i would have and i want to start doing it so take a mental note brand mm-hmm. um is purchasing a journal for different writing about strains. yeah diff- writing about different strains your experience with them and as you get into it sitting there or i mean those of us or you guys that are listening who are experienced thinking about writing down your experiences or really honing in on like what you're feeling mm-hmm. is kind of crazy because you're like oh you know for my recreational homies you're just like oh I'm stoned which is cool like right but there's so much more that goes into it and in each strain flavor
0: yes. experience and if you're interested like that deep about mm-hmm. it that's a great that's such a creative process to do for yourself totally. even if you're going to do something with it mm-hmm. or not yeah. like you have a book of like strains and you kind of You know, yeah, that
1: that and just even the like medicine aspect of it, Mm -hmm. like for um, our listeners who, you know, are are battling some. um, I don't want to say diseases, but, you know, battling Mm -hmm. some um, illnesses, illnesses, yeah. Uh, that's a great way to kind of do trial and error to figure out, you know, um, even just honing in on dosages, not mm-hmm. so much strains, but really every tincture, edible, how RSO, took, yeah. yeah, like topical, how it made you feel, how, you know, even time stamps are mm-hmm. really good. So, yeah, purchasing a journal, especially if you're getting into it or even if you are into it, um, really helps for strain hunting, even helps with other cannabis products because you can. Figure out what strains work, what strains Mm -hmm. do not work. You know, again with the munchies, like things that you don't need to be eating
0: that make you really munchy. And and I'm still figuring that part out too. Totally, I feel like I get the munchies all the time, regardless. (laughs) But I know that there's certain strains that you know Mm -hmm. the cannabinoids in our body, the Mm -hmm. receptors that stuff is grabbing to. Like it's they don't all do that.
1: Totally, and that kind of goes into quality of flour, too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, in my opinion, which I've kind of become a weed snob, not by choice, but just by experience. By experience, enjoying yeah. your life, really. And yeah, and honestly, I will say, because I don't like to pay for bud all the time, and sometimes, you know, paying, like, 40 $50 every week kind of, like, is this
0: little stab. Especially when you smoke a lot. Yeah. Because it's gone really fast, yeah. and then you're like, I and need you, more money yeah. to buy more weed. Exactly. So sometimes
1: paying for... Quality is worth it, especially Mm -hmm. if you're using it for medicine, because I know there's some strains that I will pay quality for that really help with my anxiety instantly, but don't necessarily make me high, but just gets me where I need to be. So Mm -hmm. they meet you. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes paying for better quality is worth the extra money because less is always more. So again, you're paying for quality, which means that you don't have to intake as much, which in turn leads to you saving more money. And you're I mean, you don't think about
0: the cost efficiency of it, but if you budgeted it and actually broke it down exactly, and if you're smoking quality,
1: then you don't have to be smoking as much to get where you need to be, right. and you're not having to smoke as frequently. Yes, the less is more situation, which is what we always talk about. Totally but, agree with that. Um, yeah, and just another great tip is determining what tastes you like. Oh in yeah. Like, oh yeah. Do you like floral? Like I really like florals and I like fruities, but mm-hmm. I know some people love like the
0: gas. Some people love the cheesy taste. I know. So I, I appreciate. I I honestly appreciate most smells yeah. of when i you know just mm-hmm. because they're just so like my mouth waters but definitely like the tropical totally. ones always make me be like mm, citrus i know someone takes the
1: beach which is always really really nice yes but yeah those are just some things to keep in mind when you guys are strain hunting or just trying to find things that work really well for you Um, It kind of correlates with other things. I mean, like edibles again, trial and error, you know. But finding just a great strain for you is is awesome, but definitely can take some time. It's taken me a really long time to figure out that I freaking love Golden Goat. And I realized that in Colorado, that was my first time to have it. And then
0: I had it again in Oklahoma. And I was like, that's the thing, staying on one totally and being Mm -hmm. like, okay, you are consistent throughout most dispensaries Mm -hmm. and most places. Mm -hmm. I can trust you because it's like, A bond slash relationship with the strain and the weed you're smoking. Totally. You can't, I don't think you can trust all of it. No.
1: And it's nice when you do find a strain that you like to, once you start researching it, it's honestly nice and smart to research sister strains too.
0: Yes. Because then you can kind of
1: branch out and like the genetic is very, Mm -hmm. you know, the same, but then you can kind of go into different lineage of, you know,
0: like, why this is called blue dream.
1: Yeah. Or like where it came mm-hmm. from. And so you're trying like similar family classifications, I guess you could say, which is yeah, important. And kind of break it down totally, which is um, really, really good. And then just a last little tip I'll leave you guys with is THC percentage does not matter to mm. how your flower will smoke. Yes. Remember that. Um, why does that not matter? Sob. So it doesn't matter because it's, goes to the genetics of the flower and how the flower is grown. So I've smoked stuff that's 15% THC that yeah. got me so much like higher than the 21% stuff I was smoking. Right, when I tested that. Yeah, at. exactly. And it also goes to the terpene profiles. Um Just there's so many things that go into it. But genetics and terpene profile is kind of what I'll leave it at. But THC percentage doesn't always matter to how your flower will smoke. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes, yes, like you definitely notice. But... Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in the THC when shopping for flour. Um, always ask those questions like, how is your flour grown? You know, Um, mm-hmm. just
0: use your nose. Use your nose. Let your yeah. smell guide you. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's just my little tip and trick. Oh, well, you guys enjoy smoking all the different strains. If you find good ones that you feel like are consistent, let us know. Shoot us and a DM. Yes, shoot us a DM.
1: Brandon's clock is going off, so I guess it's time know. for us to say goodbye. <laughs> we have to go <laughs> eat our
0: chicken pot pie, so we got to go. But thanks for hanging. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to two girls talk about marijuana. Thanks for
1: rolling with us, and we'll catch you guys next time. Cheers. Later.